Listen to this podcast right now! Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Like movies, music, television, and more? Oh my god. Well, you've come to the right place. Subscribe to Journey Into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophy, hosted by me, Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophy. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. To a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. I am the man of the hour, the man with the power. Diamonds are forever. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. And what you gonna do, Andre? History beckons the macho man. Yeah, the best there is. The best there was. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Two words for ya. Two Do I have everybody's attention now? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Journey to Wrestling Season 2, Episode 13, if you will, baby. I'm one of your hosts, Brando. Joining me here today, as always, is my co-host, Nate. Oh, yeah, the macho Nate coming to you live from Studio Me. Studio me, I love it. <laughs> I had to just come up with that on the fly because I was like, Studio me right here, look at the boots, baby. I don't know, I guess Macho would have said something like that because he doesn't give a fuck about anybody else but Macho, you know, he was Eight, amazing. We're doing a podcast, I got you for three minutes. Inside the cage with Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I was actually talking to Tyler from Podcast Review, and he's like, I think I've only seen Macho Man's eyes like three times ever. He was always wearing sunglasses or aviation goggles. He's not, he's <laughs> not wrong. Yeah, man. But it's like anytime you ever, actually ever saw Randy's eyes, he was always like bulging out of his like skull, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, baby, I'm driving down the highway. Ooh, isn't that how he died on the highway? Yeah. Ooh. Dark. Holy well, shit. I mean, I mean, he had a, you know, poor dude had a, he had a heart problem, and then, uh, you know, thankfully, like nobody got hurt, because I want to say they went off the road and into a tree, mm. but it wasn't the wreck that killed him; it was the heart attack. I like how, I'm sorry, I have to say this, but I like how you said nobody got hurt, only Macho got dead. <laughs> oh, like I don't mean. Look, I love Macho Man. That was that was harsh of me, but just the way you said it, it was so funny. If you guys need a little excitement in your life, please sure to check out the Journey to Comics Network over at journeytocomics.com and across uh, podcast services across the globe, including Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, all that kind of stuff. Just search Journey to Comics Network. That's where you're going to find this show, Journey into Wrestling. Nate, isn't there like a tiny URL? If this is your first time checking out the show, you can go check out tinyurl.com slash journey into wrestling. And you get every single episode. It's on the browser. Of course, you can follow uh, that and get all nine shows that are part of the network feed. And if any of those tickle your fancy, but I mean, today we're going to be talking about some wrestling. Things have been going down, Nate. We're inching ever closer to WrestleMania. We have Fastlane this Sunday. Of course, we're recording this on Tuesday. We don't know what's going to go down on SmackDown tonight. We still only have four matches uh, officially announced. 
I do assume we're going to be getting some more matches uh, because four matches for a pay-per-view is a, a little light. It It's very light, but it, you know, with the amount of talent they have on SmackDown right now, the amount of people that are in storylines, it is kind of limited. Right now, your women's why, division is kind of yeah. like revolving around Charlotte and Ruby. It's their storyline that is bringing all the ladies in. You know what I'm saying? So it just limits your card ultimately. And that's why going forward with, I believe it is Backlash Payback, which everyone is right after Mania, one of those. Uh, that one's going to be the first dual-branded pay-per-view that is isn't one of the big four. Extreme Rules? So, uh, no, Isn't that the I first one off off of Mania? No, or are they changing been, it? It's been payback lately. Oh yeah, yeah. That's always in Chicago. But like, uh, or typically is in Chicago. I should say not always. I think money, I think I think Money in the Bank is back in Chicago this year. Oh, that's fucking awesome. And then they're also doing a takeover in uh, in Chicago that weekend as well. You know, so, Brando. There's something else happening in Chicago. Yeah. I think we should talk about it. Well, I'm all in. Me too. I am also all in. <laughs> I'm so all in that I don't know how all in I'm going to be because the lineup for that card, officially September 1st, 2018, Bullet Club presents all in, almost in Chicago, also train of our existence. I'm so sorry, folks, if you can hear that. She's a loud, rowdy bitch today. Woo! And that's... That's not a. That wasn't a pun towards Rhonda. I promise. That <laughs> God damn it! I feel so a bad. Loud now. rowdy bitch. That's actually kind of. They should coin that. That's a good one. You know. Maybe edit it out. Uh, anyways, Bullet Club is putting on this event. All these names. I mean, obviously the whole Bullet Club's there. So you got Cody, the Young Bucks, Marty, Hangman Page. Uh, Kenny Omega Flip is going to be there uh, I think they said that there's a possibility of this guy who used to wrestle on a Chicago but it's not official yet but the rumor is that Mr. CM Punk may make an appearance or return of some sort who knows but the one that really shocked me and got me because it got my brain spinning Brando and I won't elaborate on where my brain spun because that's a whole different podcast but another name that is going to be at this event Stephen Amell mm. so Cody. yes exactly and yeah, there's supposed nice. to be some cool events and shit going on so hopefully September 1st Brando you and I are all in because I think if we can make that happen that's a fucking cool opportunity I think so, too. And I, I looked up the date. It is a Saturday. I don't have to work that Saturday, so we can probably make this thing happen. Uh, I want to say that's Labor Day weekend, maybe. Ooh, yes, it is. That would be first so, weekend, September. Mm -hmm. So we definitely could try and make that happen. Now, I, I've i heard this rumor that they got a really cool sponsor for the event. Did you hear about this? I actually have not heard this. Please tell me. Uh, I'm I'm hearing that they're going to be there in person doing a bit of a uh, bit of a showcase, and you can actually go work out with them. But the guys from from uh, from TDB Yoga is going to be there uh, to really um, uh, to, to really sell you on the product. TBD Yoga. To be determined. Remember, remember, do you not 
Yes. You never I remember th- that? I thought you were saying that. I wasn't sure because, uh, remember, I'm partially yeah. deaf. So part of me thought, did he actually say DDP yoga? Like, is DDP no. going to be there? That would no, be- no, no, no. TBD uh, is like yoga is our thing, you know, stretching and shit. Yeah, we're going to stretch and shit. And it's our thing because it's to be determined who all is going to be at all in. And what else is going to happen? I mean, I love this because I really liked Cody when he was in the WWE. As did I. I I thought he was really underutilized. From the time he first debuted to Legacy and then, you know, on to Stardust and the work he did with his brother. Um, Did you know that his brother uh, is also like the Oscars? Because he's a gold statued man. Yeah, and I mean, that's the that's he, the gimmick. Yeah, he also he he also wrestled somebody that was invisible on Raw Monday Night. Anyways, dude, so, great <clears throat> match. Uh, you know they they always say that Shawn Michaels could wrestle a broomstick and put on a good match. Uh, you know, Goldust wrestled the Invisible Man and put on a one hell of a showcase. He even lost. Yes, <laughs> I mean. Losing effort. He and it was a great match. I was actually like, "Wow, this is amazing!" But back to Cody, real quick here. You know, Cody impressed me, and when he left WWE, part of me thought, "Oh, he wants to go and actually do the acting thing." He had appeared in a couple episodes of Arrow at that point, you know, and he's good in front of the camera. You know, I, I he's a believable <laughs> villain in front of the camera, um, and then of course he reemerges. He goes and he's become a Cody the American Nightmare and I love that fucking name it just it's kitschy it's perfect it rolls off the tongue and uh you know I was like man I'm really interested in Cody Rhodes again and then it was like he was tied to the Bullet Club and all this stuff was moving forward he's really what got me into watching Bullet Club stuff you know I like the Young Bucks don't get me wrong I liked them when they debuted back in TNA when I first saw them I think was the first place I saw Matt and Nick, they wrestled in TNA, right? Uh, I feel like they even were, ta- weren't they just the Young Bucks? It might have been, but... Maybe that was I'm after also, you were done watching. Yeah, I tuned out uh, of, of TNA. And I was sporadically watching, just like tuning in here and there, so who I'm knows? I'm looking that up, because oh, sure. uh, I, I know that the Wolves were there, for sure. Uh-huh. Um... Uh, but Young Bucks, I want to say they were in the I could spell or type, this would go a lot easier. Yeah, it probably would. <clears throat> yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. They were there. Um, after signing contracts with TNA Wrestling, the Young Bucks made their fourth appearance for Dragon Gate USA in 2010. Generation... Is that what they were? No. Were they called Generation Me? I think so. I think that yep. was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wow. Yeah. That, that's why I don't remember the Young Bucks being there because they changed the name of Generation Me. I forgot that's, that because they had those weird tights. Yes. Yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw pictures, so I, I do remember them being there. Um, uh, definitely for sure. That was around the Hulk Hogan era in 2010. And I was watching a little bit then, but I quickly started tuning out. So, Brandon, and, and, oh. and like you, I kind of came in and, 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 and went in a little bit. 
uh, you know, with the whole Joker sting and then like some of the aces of eight stuff. I saw some of that. Me too. Yep. But I mean, it was like, I remember option C. I don't. Uh, option C is when uh, Austin Aries uh, turned in his X Division title for a world title shot and then he beat somebody. Holy Ray, maybe? I remember. I do remember that. Okay. No, for- he beat Bobby Roode. Bobby, uh, he beat Bobby Roode. And then uh, the next year it was uh, Chris Saban. And Chris Saban's the one that beat Bobby Ray. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really quite remember that so much because, as we were talking about, we were in a little in and out of that. But uh, I also heard a rumor that with this all-in event, they may be doing something with, like, making a podcast event type thing happen of sorts, like getting people who podcast together to, like, meet up with wrestlers and stuff and, like, giving opportunities. I don't know if that's official. Somebody on one of the forums I'm a part of said that. He heard that, so I'm going to kind of just keep my eye open on the possibility. But they aren't actually doing it in the city of Chicago. It's like an outskirts suburb, kind of to the west, in a much bigger venue. And uh, they're, it's going to be kind of like, just envision <clears throat> WrestleMania weekend, but in Chicago and for this all-in event. That's, I think, what they're going to try to do. You know, have a couple nights of like promo get the name out there do any press they can fucking get their hands on across whatever boards you mm-hmm. know there's enough people to spread around and do stuff 30 minute stints or whatever so um it, it could be a really fucking cool huge thing man and if it is i'm gonna be super stoked oh yeah it's gonna be an opportunity for us to do some cool shit oh yeah man i'm all in me too uh but, buddy, you said you had some articles this week, man. Yeah, I do. I have articles galore all around. Let's just... Oh, wow, this is interesting. Um, So, whew, shit's about to get real awkward in the WWE again. Alberto El Patron, rumored for a WWE return. PW Insider reports <laughs> the former mm-hmm. champion was in Stanford this last week to film interview material for a Rey Mysterio project. Uh, Even more numerous sources could confirm that El Patron and Vince McMahon himself had a meeting. But on top of everything, they said that McMahon is a proponent of El Patron and has been interested in bringing him back for some time. So, of course, that's going to bring some awkward shit up because you've got the, the videos that were leaked from Paige that have stuff with Xavier and Brad Maddox and all these texts and all these things and whatnot. You've had uh, Alberto, Alberto, did I say Alberto again? Alberto El Patron go off the rails and say some really awful shit about various people in the WWE in his time in TNA and... Uh, then there was, you know, um, him and Paige were a thing, and now they're not a thing. I do believe, right? That's right. They aren't together anymore. So mm-hmm. uh, it just could be very tumultuous in the WWE here soon for a few people. It's going to be interesting. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was a little bit of like, you know, scratching my head like over this because he came, he went, he came, and he went. Uh, I know Vince likes him. Uh, the thing is, is that when Alberto was there the first time, they kind of pushed him pretty hard. I thought he was, I think he's a good in-ring worker. Uh, I, I've always said that. I, that's not the issue. The issue is when they brought him back this last time, they definitely didn't make him seem like he was anything 
that big to write home about. I mean, he had that big win off of John Cena at first for the U.S. title, and then after that, he just sort of went gone. Back on the downward trend. He's not, I mean, he gets short bursts here and there, but I've, in his career in WWE, I've never been a gigantic, over the top Alberto Del Rio fan, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, there was some stuff in certain eras of him that I fucking loved. However, his personality behind the scenes makes me really not care too much about him as a as a performer, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe, and maybe that's me being a little judgy, and I should not be a dickhead like that. But I digress. It's just that's how it is, man. He seems abusive in some regards. He seems really vulgar. And he seems like he has an attitude in everything he does. And, you know, I get it. You walk with some air about you when you've been a champion in WWE and you've done some things and had to help carry the company and whatnot. But you got to also be humble. And that's one thing he's not. So if he comes back, cool, whatever. He'll get buried again. It's not He won't last long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, or it'll just, you know, it'll be fucking weird. If he does show up, he'll go to SmackDown. He won't be on Raw. But if he's on SmackDown, he's going to fight with Xavier. So you can't, you're going to put him on Raw with Paige? I mean, what the fuck? And oh, and who also is a part of Raw? Oh, how about Triple H? Like, oh, okay, he, Xavier was before. Yeah, but he everything. called both of them out in a street fight, bro. In separate occasions, he called, I think it was actually on the same occasion, he challenged Xavier Woods and Triple H to a street fight. Like, real life, no bullshit, you fight me like a man type thing. And. You know. If he's on SmackDown, he's gonna be—he's probably gonna be hired to the top of the card if he's on SmackDown. Yeah. And so, like, therefore, like, uh, the brain split will help him, uh, no doubt. Just like it did last time. I mean, and we you know when he came, or okay, during the last brain split, when he came back in the last time, he, he you know the, the rosters were one big roster. He kind of got lost in the shuffle. But um, I do have some news. For you, if you don't have this news, sure, bring it up. You got some new titles coming in. Oh my god, I'm on the same thing. Bring it up. Uh, so uh, apparently, according to PWInsider.com, WWE is planning to have cruiserweight tag titles introduced after WrestleMania 34, and apparently the designs for the titles have been finalized, and uh, they're looking to uh, to debut them, which. It's cool because it'll help uh, give 205 Live a little bit more something, especially if they start making it, you know, uh, more of an in-ring product. If you can get these guys to start maybe flying around a little bit more uh, and becoming more of an actual cruiserweight thing. The only thing is, and here, Nate, is that, um, and I don't watch all the time, but does it really seem like cruiserweight stuff gets cut out of Raw on, on like the Hulu version? It does. I don't ever see it on the Hulu version, actually. And then when I watch on, like, a highlight or whatever – when I do like those, like immediately after Raw, quick highlights that people throw together on YouTube, uh, typically you do see the like certain things, but I don't think this past Raw had a segment for for cruiserweight anything. I'm just saying, man. Uh, you know, I I'm a big proponent also for like a like a women's show, and it, just uh, having one women's title and having a women's tag title, and combining the women rosters into a single women's show. Uh, I think that could do wonders. I think it would be great. And you could still have the women show up on Raw and SmackDown to further the storylines to get, to get people to watch the women's show. And then you also have every female available at your beck and call to do Total Divas. 
so you can mm-hmm. you know show that side too because people love that side of it you can't you know right. i mean you know i get it man i get the reality side of it it's kind of cool to look into those superstars lives who put on these shows for people and go oh that's another character they're playing on screen i'm not sure if that's really fucking them or not okay i digress um but uh, yeah, with this with these tag titles, it's more evident that Triple H has his hands in the punny pot. You know, uh, he, you know they they gave him two hundred five live, and he said, "Okay, well, let's make this more of a show. Let's have some tag belts." Question: You are a dude who's into the belt scene. Have you seen these things? I have not been. Uh, I have not been on the belt talk uh, to see if there's any sort of uh, wondering. Sometimes the guys over there have heard who are making them. Um, and I haven't, I actually haven't been over there in a while. I've kind of been doing other stuff uh, with my time. Not that I don't like going, but usually it's like I go, I check it out and then I leave for a while and, I'll, and then I'll come back. So they actually have a thread here. Um, trying to see if there's any questions about who the actual make is. Right now, they're just complaining the fact that they're making new titles. I kind (laughs) of dig it, bro. Especially if they make the belt, like, orange. You know, the two colors for 205 are purple and orange. And if you had the purple world title, and then your tag titles are fucking orange, it would look so good. I would be so stoked on that. I can't envision what they would do as far as the design on the belt itself or how that would go, but as far as leather color, I'm looking at orange. That would be that would be my vote. Uh, and I'm excited. Who knows? We'll see where that goes. Let's go to some... Brando, a couple things happened on Raw last night. We got some confirmations of some WrestleMania matches. Yeah, man, uh, we got a pretty big match made. The tag match is official. Triple H and Stephanie versus Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. I love it. I think this gives Ronda an opportunity to shine a little bit here and there. She can even go in there and fucking brush off having, you know, if she gets, you know, if her and Stephanie are squared up and Trips tags in, she might brush off the tag from Kurt Angle and go toe-to-toe with Triple H, you know, and really show her stuff. So, I'm stoked on that. I'm excited for that match, honestly. Same. Uh, Same. Another match that I'm excited for is the Intercontinental Championship match. Is official WrestleMania. I'm always worried because sometimes they leave the Intercontinental title off the card in Mm -hmm. WrestleMania history. And I fucking hate that. Lately, Lately, it's been like ladder matches, right? Yeah, or something like that. Well, okay. Last year, last year it was Dean, and uh, Dean defended against uh, somebody on SmackDown. Who was it? I don't remember. Was it Baron Corbin? Yes, yes, it was. It was Baron Corbin. Uh, but before that, we had two years in a row where they had multi-man ladder matches. I have heard that they, we might see somebody or some people added to the Intercontinental title match with Finn, Seth, and Miz. Most notably, Samoa Joe. Ooh, fuck yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to say no to that. Because that, I don't, like, especially 
if you just put the four of those guys in there, shoot, you're going to have an awesome match. Just let them do their thing. They'll work better than anybody. I mean, that might steal a show. And it's hard-pressed to say that a Fatal 4-Way can steal a show, but happens from time to time. Especially with those guys. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, moving on from that, we had another match. Woken Matt Hardy officially has challenged Bray to a match. I don't know if this is officially going to happen at Mania, but maybe. Um, but he offered ultimate deletion to Bray and wants to challenge him at the Hardy compound. Hell, yes. So... We're getting the buildings of Broken Universe. By the way, I saw something. I didn't know if this was old footage or or somebody that fucking photoshopped some shit together. And I didn't see it on the highlight. And you'll be able to tell me quickly. Did uh, did Willow show up on Raw last week? No. Is that somebody that was... doing a work? Yep. Uh, <sighs> trust me, I saw that too. Looked into it because I didn't watch it live. And was like, what the heck? I'm not seeing this anywhere. No, somebody edited uh, TNA footage and the WWE footage and made it look like that Willow had interrupted Bray. Oh. Uh, yeah, so no Willow. Well, I'm glad that we clarified that now for our audience. So if you're looking, folks, and you see that, that didn't actually happen. You didn't go crazy and forget a part of Raw. They aren't brainwashing us, or are they? Uh, I mean, it would be cool because I, I feel like Bringing him in with that, since he's been gone on injury, would be something completely new for for the WWE audience to see Willow. But uh, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to bring back Jeff, and we're and we're going to get Brother Nero. Brother Zero. Brother, <laughs> Brother Zero. Well, see, okay. So while they've been doing the Woken Matt Hardy gimmick, they they have said broken. Yep. They have a trademark broken. Uh huh. So they might still call him Brother Nero. That's cool. Yeah. Also, I mean, uh, Senor Benjamin, the Hardy father, maybe coming into the fold here. Uh, Brother Nero. Oh, oh, I mean, God, you think about the what? Was, what was that fucking match with Bray last year with Randy? House of Horrors. House of Horrors, yeah. Okay, so that was like a poorly executed this. Yes. <laughs> and this is going to be the shit. If fucking Bray Wyatt can go like hang out and who knows what they do in their spare time, but hang out and like put together a fucking performance at the Hardy Compound with Matt, holy shit, dude. Try this spot. Does it work? No. How long do you want to do? Do you want to do a whole match completely just free form? There are so many ways they could do it. I mean, that's the beauty of it, man. They'll be able to really do something special, and I really do think this is just a very early start to these two's long withstanding feud. I'm looking forward to seeing how they produce uh, a final deletion or ultimate deletion, as they're calling it. Um... That's going to be interesting because of how how TNA and the Hardys handled that uh, was really well done. And <clears throat> usually when you put more production quality behind something, it can increase it. But it, it can also be a detraction. Yeah, you're right. Uh, let's see here, Brando. Uh, where do we want to go next within these little articles that I've got pulled up? 
I've got one here. How about this? Here's the full list of everything banned from WrestleMania 34, my friend. <laughs> okay, let's see if there's anything interesting on this list. I'm just going to read it verbatim. All bags are prohibited other than clear vinyl bags, no larger than 12 inches wide, 12 inches tall, and uh, 6 inches deep. Gallon size Ziploc bags limit one of either. Small clutch or a small clutch purse. Non-clear diaper bags are prohibited. Other prohibited items include animals, with the exception of service dog, backpack knapsack, <laughs> banners, beach balls, bottles, cans, containers of any kind, contraband, fireworks, glass, glitter, helium balloons, large oversized bags, laser pointers, mace, noisemakers, outside food and drink, projectiles, stickers, sticks, bags, bats, poles, clubs, including selfie stick, tablets, iPads, unauthorized marketing, soliciting, vending, video audio recording equipment, including GoPros, weapons, and any other items deemed inappropriate by management. No helium balloons, Brando. If we could get 70, 80, 90,000 helium balloons in the building, pass them along to everybody during the Roman match, and then have everybody suck in all the helium at once. Roman sucks. Roman and then, sucks. Yeah, and have 85,000 people booing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like minions were in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Banana! <laughs> Oh man! Also, are you think the Bludgeon Brothers like um, hammers are banned from WrestleMania? Are they gimmicked? I would assume they're gimmicked, obviously. But huh? Um, oh, here's an interesting thing, Brando. An NXT title holder was injured in a live event this past Saturday. Did you hear? I heard a star was injured, but I did not click and see who. As NXT's getting ready for the TakeOver New Orleans event, obviously they're building their stories and getting everything set in motion to put together most, hopefully the best TakeOver event ever. Um, and I know that's hard considering you've had a continuous influx and outflux of talent. But one half of the NXT Tag Champions, Bobby Fish, suffered a knee injury during a match in Indianapolis on Sunday. Um, according to fans in attendance, following the injury, he was the match was rushed off to a finish. Immediately following the match, Fish was checked on by personnel and helped to the back. He was not able to walk back on his own. Wow. They do yes. not know the extent of the injury. Sometimes a gruesome-looking injury obviously could just be nothing, and then sometimes something that seems fucking minor could just be the worst fucking news ever. So hopefully... Right. This uh, doesn't put any kind of kinks in their plans because I think that Fish and O'Reilly at TakeOver, whoever they end up going up against, which I'm not sure if that card's been finalized or anything yet, uh, it's going to be one hell of a match regardless. Right. Now, Nate, there was another injury that was reported, and we the last time that we met up and, and did a show, uh, this happened shortly after that because – uh, I guess Rey Mysterio was at last week's SmackDown. Yeah, or he wasn't, or he wasn't. Oh, <laughs> I heard, 
I've heard both. But then the rumor was he's, he's he was in negotiation to come back to the company, especially to do a Mania match, possibly. Possibly and against that, John Cena, right? Possibly. And I also heard that that also could have been a planted story to throw people off. Um, Interesting. But I guess last week, Mysterio was supposed to meet with H. But H had to cancel due to Saudi Arabia, the whole Saudi Arabia trip. Uh, and I, Mysterio wrestled uh, for an indie promotion, and he probably might have tore his bicep. Oh, shit. God damn it, man. Ray Ray, what are you doing, bro? He's got to realize, listen, I know he's also got to make money. He's got to feed his family, all that shit. I know how easy it is to get into grind mode and, you know, be committed to multiple gigs and kind of jump around and whatnot. However, mm-hmm. Ray Ray's getting up there. He's not a spring chicken no more, okay? And even though he looked fucking goddamn on point at the Rumble, I mean, he was cut and lean looking. Best he's looked in years, honestly. You know? Uh, yes. Yes, he looked awesome. He's got to know that when an opportunity to come back is right in sight, take a break, man. Just relax. Go make your appearance, but don't actually do a match. Make an angle. Be smart about it. You don't always have to go out and fucking kill yourself every night for the sake of wrestling, you know? I mean, it's unfortunate because now if he really did actually tear his bicep and now there's not going to be anything done with Ray Ray... It's it's fucking Shelton Benjamin all over again, man. The never returning star that's fucking gonna take four years to come back, and then everyone's gonna lose heat and steam on him. It's not gonna matter as much. I mean, it's Ray Ray. It's gonna fucking, of course, it's gonna matter. Don't let me sound like I don't think he's amazing, but it's gonna affect him. Is all I can say. If this actually is the case. Oh yeah, man. Um, it's unfortunate, especially when they were getting close to a deal. You know. Man, that's fucked up. Uh, you said something about Saudi Arabia. Was there some news that came out of some shit that happened? I feel like I saw something about some sort of rumble announcement. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing a Royal Rumble uh, on April 27th, the same day that Infinity War comes out. Really? Uh, yes, it's going to be in Saudi Arabia. It's going to be a 50-man Royal Rumble. Okay, Competitors from all over the globe, or uh, from what I understand, it's going to be competitors from the WWE, from both, possibly other stuff, including champions, um, or not champions, depending on who's champion or not champion by the time you get there. What's the prize for winning the Greatest Rumble? Mm, that is unknown at this time. It could just be bragging rights. Okay, and uh, fifty dudes. Yeah. Holy shit, bro! So think about that. They may shorten. The time of entry. Like every three so, minutes instead of every five? Well, no. Well, it's not that long, mate. It's, uh, it's not? No, no. Rumble has been like 90 seconds or two minutes. Damn. Just it feels so, like forever to me. <laughs> well, they also do something that's called Titan Time. Okay. And that's where they would fudge the numbers. Oh. So not every time would it be a, a full two minutes or a minute and a half. It would be whenever they get to a spot and they need that guy out there. Or they might even stretch it out just a little bit longer, depending on time. Oh. Uh, just depends. Learn but something new 50, every day, Brando. Uh, but 95, uh, 95 Rumble, that was the 
that was the year that Shawn Michaels went coast to coast, right? Fuck yeah. That was also the shortest rumble ever. It uh, was what, like 58 minutes? It was shorter than that, dude. It was even shorter than 58 minutes? Yes, because uh, the 30 participants, it was one every minute. Oh, shit. So all 30 people were out there by the 30-minute mark. 95 is the year he skinned the cat, one-foot mm-hmm. touches, and he comes back up. Yep. Okay, just making sure, because yep. timeline. That I was Bulldog, that right? Time, yeah. Bulldog celebration. Yeah, I want to say the total time was like 42 minutes or something like that. Oh, wow. Uh, but they may do that again. I mean, and that makes sense. It's like, dude, because you got 50 guys, uh, one minute, that's like by the time all 50 guys are out, that's 50 minutes. It's an hour. Uh, it's almost, and then by the time you're over it, the whole match will be an hour. So Next that, question. That's what I would do. What's up? Bigger ring? Mm, no, you can. You don't need that. Uh, I mean, they have times in, in, in the normal 30-man where they have a lot of guys out there, but you can book it to where uh, you never have more than so many guys out there at time. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, especially, I mean, Three I rings? No, we're not going World War Three. El Dandy returns? El, uh, no, no. No, Nate, the, the dandy is staying home. Um, the dandy is, is, is currently right now. He is suffering from a severe groin injury. He was wrestling uh, Jeff Harvey again. Yeah, Jeff Harvey went off the top, landed on El Dandy's groin. Oh, my God. And El Dandy's dandy might have just been standing at a little bit of a, of a like, you know, flagpole position, and it might have bent it. Oh, my God. He had eggplant syndrome. Oh. Mm-hmm. I won't elaborate so, further, but Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the dandy is currently at, at home recuperating. Um, apparently, uh, he's been getting a lot of heckling when he goes outside. You know, uh, there's a there's this Japanese guy that lives across the street that he's threatening to choppy choppy his pee pee. Oh, jeez. Uh, the dandy is very, very right now. He's very embarrassed, <laughs> and why why he had such a thing happen in the middle. Of, I mean. You know, here's the thing. You know, when you're in the ring, when you're when you're a dude, sometimes things happen down there, and when you don't want them to, you know, sometimes you might just brush up against something, and all of a sudden, accidental boner, at, and you're standing at full dandy. So, um, <laughs> yep, standing at full dandy. That's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's incredible, Brando. Uh, so this is exciting. 50 people in a rumble as an event in Saudi Arabia. Is that what I heard? Yeah. I think it'd be awesome for them to do that on the network, uh, for them to air that. Uh, whether or not they can do due, due to uh, time constraints or due to like the airing it live may not work. But I would love for them to be able to take that and then air that over here like the next day or something. As a special. That. Yeah, because that'd be so cool, wouldn't it? I mean, to see the 50, like, I think it would be... Uh, not in their not in their best e- effort or you know intentions to not want to videotape the first ever largest rumble you know correct well and actually they they did 40 guys like a few years ago so yeah i remember batista is down i know that's not batista the same thing is down. and booker t is off of commentary yeah apparently when you make a fake joke with Corey graves the end result is you get kicked off tv well, no, he was getting off kick too. He's he, he's losing that job anyway. He oh, was I... never supposed to be permanent. He was supposed to be filling in for like David Otunga, and uh, Otunga never came back to the to the announce desk, and then they got coach. So ah, and you, do you want to talk about the coach thing? 
We can get into that, man. I mean, I guess that's uh, that was a perfect unintentional segue. So, hop on our motor scooter and ride. Um, man, this is crazy because apparently there are some allegations against Jonathan Coachman and uh, this lady that is going by Miss Lawrence uh, <clears throat> accused him of some shit. And uh, I told you this off air, and I'm going to stand by this now also, that I don't know Jonathan Coachman personally. I don't know him from bullshit, you know. But the kind of person I see him carrying himself as, would it just doesn't, it wouldn't add up to me that he would be that kind of person. I think he's a bit timid. I think that he maybe seems a little high anxiety uh, just how he comes off. Maybe he's confident in his delivery, but, you know, <clears throat> I just... Some people, you see them, and you're like, yeah, they're a fucking scumbag. If this guy... If it comes out true that this is all real, if this is real, that according to Mrs. Lawrence, that Coachman notoriously sexually harassed multiple female employees, and that, you know, uh, several of them made the, you know, hey... I have a boyfriend type comments to him and then he would stop. Like, if that's real, then this is fucked up because, you know, damn. But Coach said some shit. Yeah, I have that pulled up and I'll read his statement here. Sure. Uh, this was posted today on his social media uh, on Twitter. I will address this only once because I am seething today. In 21 years of being a professional, I have never been more offended in my life. In my nine years... I can count on one hand the amount of times I interacted with anyone other than a co-anchor to allow someone to spread vicious lies and flat-out fabrications is not okay, and it's time time someone stood up for themselves. Um, At Jim Lee Hill? Okay. It's J-E-M-E-L-E Hill. Um, Addressed her to lie last night. I am not part of this lawsuit because I've never done anything wrong. My reputation speaks for itself, and for anyone who's ever worked with me will back that up. I am also offended that someone can dangerously throw people's names into something for for the clear attempt at getting headlines. This is the only time I will address this because I am not a part of this lawsuit. My heart goes out to anyone falsely accused of anything. Trust me, it doesn't feel good. And most of you have been incredible and supportive, onward and upward. Damn. That's a flat out, like, fuck you, I didn't do this shit. Yeah, he didn't, he, that's like, he didn't just, like, deny that. He straight up dismissed it as, like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. And I can tell how upset, and you know what, I'm, this is, I'm glad you read that because I, I hadn't read it yet, so that was the first time I'm hearing what he had actually said. Sounds exactly like what I would have thought Coachman would have said, being the kind of person I assumed he was. And, like, being a nice guy and then getting accused of something predatory like that, how angry you could get, you know? And this is, I mean, this literally goes beyond wrestling right now. We're talking about life. Like, anything as a person, I understand that sometimes people get accused of stuff or misinterpreted stuff or questions come up between people and things get misspoke or whatever. But straight up saying that someone sexually harassed you who 
definitely did not or, you know, whatever, in an attempt to get headlines if this is the case. I got to speak from that point. If that's the case, this shit's got to stop. There has to be a balance in this world again, Brando, where people are just genuine and no bullshit. Everyone's trying to get something. Why can't we all just live peaceful and be chill with each other? You know what I'm saying? Because human beings don't work that way. It's fucking bullshit, bro. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. WWE WWE issued a statement, though, also about Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. They said that they take these matters very seriously and are investigating. Yeah. So they will see what happens. We'll see if Coach is on TV next week. Hmm. Um, another headline I have. We have a new Hall of Famer joining the class of 2018. Brando, are you excited about this one? Yeah, man. Hillbilly Jim. Uh, fellow Fuck podcaster. Yeah. He podcasts? Hell yeah, man. Are you fucking with me? I didn't know he had a podcast. Uh, well, maybe he's on SiriusXM. My bad. Oh, fuck. I was like, bro. I'm sorry. He was one of my I mean, favorite it's... fucking parts of uh, Legends House. Um... Yeah, I'm looking at radio. Yeah, Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on. Ah, I keep dropping my phone. He's Happens. on. Uh, it's called Moonshine Matinee. Um, it's on uh, Sirius XM Outlaw Country. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. I, I want to say he's been doing that for a long time. That's badass, man. But uh, WWE.com wrote the following: Because of his leg, of his lasting legacy as a beloved favorite of the WWE universe, there is no better nominee for induction to the WWE Hall of Fame than Hillbilly Jim. Um, and Absolutely. and Hillbilly actually didn't even didn't even think about it. He he's like, I didn't have it on my mind whatsoever. For a moment or two, I was knocked back on my heels. Basically, I was speechless. Uh, it was a whole lot for me to digest quickly. So, hmm, hell yeah. wonder who's going to yeah. in- induct him. You know, I don't know. Um, who could induct the Billy Jim? Well, I mean, what about the Godwins? Are they around? Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah. That's a cool way to do that. You could do the God ones. I could also see uh Mean Gene inducting him. They they made they became really legit great friends during Legends House. So um that could be a thing. I don't know how well they keep in touch, but you know, anything's possible here. Uh also gotta kind of get on a soapbox, Brando. I'm a little frustrated by something the WWE did, and I know I say that a lot, but this one really bothers me because it has something to do with one of my favorite wrestlers in history, okay? Mm. I want you to go back to 2014, Hall of Fame speech, Ultimate Warrior, and he said that he wanted an award moving forward created for the unsung heroes in the back who do all the notorious grunt work, who break their fucking spines to make sure wrestling can happen. And that needed to be the case. What do WWE do? Give it to cancer survivors as a play to make more people see their product. I get it. I get it. I understand that it's also like good decorum to like celebrate people who have actually had battles and had to fight for shit and are going through real shit. I don't want that to be taken away from. However, 
it bothers me because it's like, man, this motherfucking dude asked for one thing and died the next fucking like couple days. And they you- wouldn't be doing it if if uh, Dana and the estate didn't agree to it. I know, but I think Dana might be easy to 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 say. Oh well, you know, like I get that you know he was talking about the unsung heroes, but these are these you know these people that have gone through real things, you know, and it's like. I've been one of those, un- not, not a wrestling, not in wrestling. I don't want people to think that, but I've been one of those fucking underlings doing all the fucking grunt work, not getting appreciated, making the fucking machine move forward day in and day out without fail. I've been that guy. And it feels fucking good once in a while to get a little recognition. So when Warrior had said that, I thought to myself, fuck, that's awesome, man. That's a way to pay it forward, giving it to these guys. Like, if you want to give, like, a Connor's Cure Award or something like that and make that a Hall of Fame thing, I'm cool. But the, this Warrior Award thing, being tied to people who have had illnesses and stuff or gone through some stuff. Last year was the guy who played for the Buccaneer or who played college who, Eric, I can't think of his last name. It was Eric something. Um, I, I think the whole idea behind it kind of changed when he died. Uh to celebrate those who had, who had overcome adversity. I find uh, that. So, I mean, I don't, I don't dis, I don't disagree with you in the fact that it's not what he said. Um, but obviously I don't think that they would be doing it if the family didn't agree to it. And the kid that they're doing that, the inducting this year, I believe I haven't seen a picture of him, but I want to see, I want to say he was the kid that, like, he had, like, a video with Triple H. Oh. I'm looking at, like... His name is Jarius J.J. Robertson. He's going to receive the Warrior Award, which, like I said, nothing against J.J. I don't want people to think that I'm, like, hating on him getting anything. It's not about him. I mean, it's cool that they're doing something like this for the kids or for people who have been through some shit. I just think... They still need to create something for the, the fucking working class guys that have made that company really run. Because there's a lot of them, you know. There's a lot of those it, guys okay. in the crew. Little, uh, a, like, uh, Little JJ. Little J or whatever his name is. Um, he, a few years ago, he was at an event and he got to interview Triple H. Like, on, like, a news media type thing. Oh, cool. And H was, like... He's so good with kids. Yeah. Um, going all the way back to the Connor thing, right? Back when they brought him in, even before they they honored him, like the next year. But um, there is a you can find it online. It might be, they, they might even have video of it. There was Triple H is at ringside at a Rocker Raw taping, and this little kid was at ringside. And either he or somebody else said something to the little kid and made the little kid cry. Like right there in the front row. Oh, and he broke kayfabe, right? And brought him in the ring? Well, no, no. He didn't bring him in the ring. Oh. He kneeled down, got right next to him, pulled the, pulled the kid in close, and whispered in his ear. We're just having fun, you know? Uh-huh. Hey, man, we're not, hey, man you know, this isn't real, man. We're just having, a, you know, we're just having fun. Have a, you know, having a good time out here, you know. 
I would never say anything like that to anybody in my life or whatever, you know? And he did that on camera. Like the, like obviously the hard cameras were not looking at him while he was doing this. Yeah. But they were on TV. Yeah. And he did that. Yeah. To make sure that kid's experience at a WWE event wasn't tainted. Yes. And then he invited him and the family backstage after. That's badass, man. See, that and makes then, me even cooler with this now. Like, I feel kind of like a dick that I even said anything. <laughs> now, with this kid, uh, he interviewed H. And, he, and, he, and he's like, the kid has like his back to the camera, and H is like, hold on, hold on, really quick, really quick. He didn't know that. And, he, and he's like, he's like, just so you know, uh, you got to face the camera because if they can't see this, and he, and he like puts his finger on his face, he goes, like, 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 then you don't make no money. <laughs> so they, they got to see this. And, the, and then he interviewed him. And then uh, the kid's like, in WWE 12, uh, you and your friend Kevin Nash, uh, you, guys, uh, you guys had an argument and a fight. So what sparked that? And he's like, I think it was like a, like a bad text message. You know, it, it's like I sent a text message and I didn't put LOL afterwards. And he kind of like, he goes, sometimes you use the wrong emoji and people take it wrong. And then he wanted to beat me up. And he goes, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, uh, I'm going to try and find that. Cause I've seen that video go on Facebook a few times and it's, it's super cute. H is, H is such an awesome dude. Um, and you know, this kid, I want to say, uh, yeah, he said he's a double liver transplant survivor. Shit. And a long time WWE fan. Um, he was also named honorary WWE superstar. Like at some point, probably um, at some live event, they probably did something with him, Shit. and they chose him to receive the Warrior Award this year. Um, as reported by the uh, New Orleans Times, Picky WWE announced that 15-year-old uh, Jarius JJ Robertson, double liver transplant survivor and longtime WWE fan, has been named the recipient of the fourth annual Warrior Award, named after WWE Hall of Famer Ultimate Warrior. The Warrior Award uh, is presented to an individual who has exhibited unwavering strength and perseverance, and whose and whose life who lives life with the courage and compassion that embodies the the indomitable spirit of the of Ultimate Warrior. So yes, the actual uh, uh, the, the the actual like meaning behind the award uh, the award has changed since he originally brought it up during his speech, and he was talking about the unsung heroes, people in the back, and stuff like that. But he also said anybody. Who 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 embodies this? That's 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 what he was talking about. That's too. true. Um, the award will be presented by uh, by Dana Warrior, uh, widow of the Ultimate Warrior, at the 2018 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which will stream live on the WWE Network at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday, April 6th, from the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. USA Network will broadcast a special presentation of the ceremony on Saturday at uh, 10 Eastern. And on Monday at 11 Eastern. So that's going to be like a very short, condensed version of it. Damn. Uh, while battling bil uh, biliary, probably uh, biliary artresa. Uh, man, I cannot, man these, man, these diseases I cannot pronounce, guys. I'm sorry. A rare chronic liver disease. Jarius has undergone dozens of surgeries and had two liver transplants in his short life. Through these trials and tribulations, Jarius has not let his disease define who he is. He's charismatic, lively, and positive attitude throughout his journey and has captured the attention of athletes, celebrities, and people around the world. Living by the motto, it takes, li uh, it takes lives to save lives, 
Jerry strives to encourage everyone to become an, an organ donor. Quote, I can't believe I've been chosen to be the 2018 Warrior Award recipient, uh, Robertson said. Uh, being honored by WWE means the world to me. I feel very blessed. And then this is a quote uh, from, from Stephanie. Jarius has shown immeasurable amounts of courage, strength, and positivity during the hardest times. His infectious smile personality lit up my room with no one the wiser of the pain that he, that he could have been in and enduring at any given moment. His determination to help others fight their toughest battles and his work to bring awareness to organ donation makes him a true warrior and a perfect recipient for this year's award in his hometown of, of New Orleans. Um, Dana, uh, Dana Warrior has said, Privileged to present Jarius with this year's uh, Warriors Award at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. He lives life every day with the warrior spirit and is an inspiration to people of all ages. Uh, Robertson has received honors from the New Orleans Saints and the NBA and was the recipient of the Jimmy V Perseverance Award at the 2017 ESPYs. Last year, Stephanie McMahon presented Robertson with a WWE Hero Award for his courage, perseverance, and dedication to helping others. Shit. So, yeah, you're. So, yeah, you're uh, you did come off kind of like a dick, but I like I was saying earlier, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> know, directed at JJ. It was I'm more directed at. Shit, I know, I know I'm you are. It was just uh, more that WWE just kind of doesn't listen. That's just kind of their mo. Like, oh yeah, oh fuck, that we can't do that. We'll do something else. But you are right. The way that Warrior said it was anybody that embodied that, and these people do definitely embody it. You know, regardless, it's going to be fun. Uh, as the Hall of Fame always is that WrestleMania weekend. Uh, is going to be huge. Uh, I will say Survivor Series next weekend, or this next Survivor Series. <laughs> next weekend, wow. The, we got another Survivor Series next weekend. Holy shit. Let me let me do this again. The next Survivor Series weekend will be bringing back another theme they brought this year for the first time in many years. Now that has not been since removed. What? I, this is just from yesterday. How? It's already been removed? Yep. The WWE has it taken down. War Games? It's official though because if they it was had to a take... mistake because the WWE hadn't uh, they haven't officially like uh, decided to do it yet. They uh, basically what I have heard is that they have taken it down with the idea that they probably will, but they haven't one hundred percent decided to do it again. Dude, depending, it's still too early out. Okay, well we'll have to see. Here's something that's not too early out, bro. Uh, shit's about to get real in CM Punk's life, and I mean that by saying. I think he's going to get taken down by the balls, and at some point he may end up in wrestling again, wrestling for the McMahon company, because uh, the trial between uh, Chris Amon versus CM Punk and Colt Cabana for a million dollars in damages is actually going to trial. Yep. And uh, many believe they would settle out of court. Um, That's still a possibility. Yeah. Uh, it says the up. Okay, this is from Cabana saying something. Um, Punk insists that WWE is bankrolling Amon's lawsuit, while you know Punk and Cabana are hemorrhaging money in hopes of keeping momentary pace. Uh, but Colt said the update is that it's still going on. It's costing me a lot of money, and that's the extent of my lawyers won't allow me to talk. So nothing breaking here, but just do know that it's always on my mind. It's always a very sad thing. And I've talked to other podcasters. It's kind of changing the way he worked. 
and realizing that this is a reality that you can host a show and get sued for it. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you posted as this one develops. So who knows where that's going to go, Brando. I'm not sure here. I only have two more articles to pull up before we get to our random highlight. Guy, do you have any more articles, my brother? I've got nothing else, man. Okay, well, here's a little crossover news we're going to get into. It's a little bit comic booky, but not really because a new Ninja Turtles villain has been created. His name is Baron Draxum. And he will be he is an alchemist warrior mutant who wants to turn all of humanity into mutants as well. And his look very much fits that description. He has gargoyle-like pauldrons on his shoulders, a horned helmet, and features light blue skin. His hair is a mix of purple and red. He wears blue, gold, and teal-tinted armor. He is being voiced by... It's John Cena, folks. So John Cena is going to be voicing the new, brand new, big bad villain. He is essentially going to be the shredder of this new Ninja Turtles series, Rise of the Ninja Turtles. So that's interesting. Wonder how that'll but, go. Well, yeah, another thing that you know Cena is branching out with. You know, he's gonna, he's starting to do that more and more now. He's kind of in this stage of his career, kind of doing what The Rock did near the end of his career, where he. Would come in, uh, you know. The, I mean, The Rock like came back like twice after he like did the Hollywood thing, and then kind of stayed away for a while. But Cena's kind of coming back when he can. He still loves wrestling, and not that The Rock never didn't love wrestling, but they definitely at that time, uh, it, like his people advised him to kind of get away from it and not let that define him. Well, John's not like that, man. John's like, I'm gonna get work whether or not I'm in wrestling or not. Correct. He can do it all. He's fine. Wonder if he's going to be a part of this thing that's possibly happening because apparently the WWE, while they've announced the 50 man rumble, they have another thing they may be announcing very soon. Brandon, do you know about this? Not at all. The rumor is there is a massive WWE pay per view event heading to the land down under. This nice. event could legitimately draw the biggest WWE crowd of all time as the event would be hosted in the Melbourne Cricket Ground, a venue that seats over 100,000 people. Um, They hope to announce the show during WrestleMania weekend. The rumored date for the show is October 6th or 7th. So... It seems that be, that's another reason that Hell in a Cell was moved from October to September this year. Because Hell in a Cell was originally scheduled for October 1st. Obviously, the Global Warning Tour did very well in Australia back in, 20, in 2002. Uh, they drew a show then, over 50,000 people. So the prospective 2018 show, Global Warming 2 possibly, could far exceed the attendance records, especially with the way they market now. So this could be fucking massive, bro. Like, I think this could be another evolution to what the WWE has already done. You know what I'm saying? Well, all those years ago when they finally did a uh, big pay-per-view outside of North America, which was SummerSlam 92 in Wembley, you get 80,000 people in there, so 
go for it, man. Put it, you know, make a big pay per view of that. Brett Bulldog, ugh, what a gnarly match. I know, man. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, so Nate, yes, sir. If you don't have anything else, uh, we actually did a random highlight on the episode that never made air. Yeah, we did. That's a story that you can hear on Jump on My Po Train. What did we say we were calling this episode? Something about the dandy. Um, something as uh, at full dandy or standing at full dandy. Standing at full dandy. That's what it was. That's we 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 could also name it standy at full dandy. Standy at full dandy. I like that better. Better better yeah. alliteration there. Standy at full dandy. Standy um, at full dandy. Anyway, if I remember correctly, the name that got picked was Y two J. No. Then who was it? It was Kevin Nash. Oh, we talked about Nash. Yeah. Nash got removed from the list. So, guys, eventually we'll get back to Nash. We're going to have to try cover again. Nash. So, yeah, try again. Uh, we had a big snafu with that episode. I'm, bro, can I just say once again to you on the show how sorry I am that happened? It still haunts me that that happened. Well, it haunted, it haunted me too because I was so fucking tired at the end I know, of that. Episode. I know you were. It's then funny. We had though. another night. We had another night of like tired podcasting. Yeah, we do it. We do it. We do it well. All right. Well, you uh, are you ready yeah. to get into this? Yeah. So, guys, we'll be doing a random highlight. We got a list of ten names that we've uh, each selected, five each, and we put them in the um, in the random name picker. So we're at miniwebtool.com slash random name picker. And I pick a random name. Nate saw me do it. It is legit. I'm not sitting here just saying, I want to talk about this guy this week. No. Uh, I pick a random name, and we talk about him in the list of the random names. RS Such, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Eddie Guerrero, AJ Styles, he replaced Kevin Nash, Y2J Chris Jericho, Trish Stratus, The Ultimate Warrior, Edge, John Cena, Magnum TA and Mr. Perfect. I like hey. how you went John Cena. Yeah, you couldn't see him. Oh, <laughs> I did though. I did see you. They couldn't see me. Oh, I did though. Are you ready, Nate? Sure, buddy. Let's do it. This is so fucking appropriate. Okay. The Ultimate Warrior. Oh my god, dude, it fucking happened again. We did that episode where we had a whole episode about Monday Night Raw, and then the highlight ended up being Austin. And the whole yep. fucking show was like a highlight to Austin. And now, you're telling me that after I had a whole soapbox about the Warrior Award. <laughs> I'm fucking serious, man. <laughs> fucking serious. I, I love I, it. Uh, I wish, I wish I were making this up. But but like you but you can't man. There are so you many cannot. there are so many moments, Brando, in Ultimate Warrior's career as a professional wrestler, and I don't want to talk about. Listen, I know for some years people believe he went off the rails, and maybe that's true. He did change his name to Warrior after all. You know, right? Jim Helwig started you know early in his career with Sting. And they they were they were known as Power Team USA, and then they became the Blade Runners down in Memphis. Yep. They were kind of like a warrior, a road warrior kind of knockoff that type of deal where they were in face paint. Roadrunner Rock was Ultimate Warrior. Or no, Roadrunner. Blade Runner Rock uh, uh, was, was that was Warrior and then Blade Runner Sting. Yep. The Liquid Sting. 
And then they went their separate ways. Warrior went down to world-class championship wrestling where he created the character known as the Dingo Warrior. Yep, and he's down there doing his thing as the Dingo Warrior. He had a mustache for a while, Nate, as the Dingo Warrior. Y- yes, he did. He looked really weird with a mustache. Uh, he ended up getting the call to go try out for the WWE. He was there for a while as the Dingo Warrior. He actually wrestled in the WWF as, as the Dingo Warrior for just a short period. And the Vince, Mc, you know, Vince McMahon was all like, man, I don't even know what a Dingo is. What the hell is a Dingo Warrior? And they were like, man, I think we're going to change your name. And, of course, he's like, they, they, they wanted to do something Warrior, but there were a lot of Warriors out there. Yeah. And, you know, uh, as, the, as the story goes, they were sitting in the office trying to rack their brain, and, and Vince is like, God damn it, he's not the road warrior. He's not the modern day warrior. He's he's the ultimate warrior. And that's how the name came about. He became the ultimate warrior. And then I mean, he got shot to the top pretty quickly after like only like two years. I see champ pretty quick. Yeah, you know, he had a great feud with Rick Rude. He had a couple of great matches with Rick Rude. One is I see champ uh, when he lost to Rick. And then of course, um uh, uh when he was the WWE champion defending against Rick in the cage of SummerSlam 90. That was really good uh, as well. But of course, what, what we, we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about one of the greatest main events in WrestleMania history that had no business being as good as it was. And that was warrior and Hogan WrestleMania six. Yes. And uh, at the sky dome in like, Toronto, me, these two guys, no offense to these guys. Probably couldn't wrestle their way like out of a wet paper bag. Especially Warrior. He wasn't the most skilled wrestler. He, he'd get in there, toss some people around. He was, you know, he was a frenzy. And, and of course, Hogan, Hogan was limited man move of doom. Well, you know, there's that. but And that's the thing, though, is that compared to Warrior, Hogan could actually wrestle. Truth. Uh, you know, it, he definitely seemed like he was the more seasoned of the two. But, like, that match was pretty well put together. I want to say Pat Patterson was the uh, agent behind it. That match, watching that match back, you 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 you're supposed to think to yourself, man, man, this match can't be as good as I remembered as a kid, and it actually still is. It's a really well slow put together match, and it you know crescendos perfectly, and it's it's tailored to these guys's you know strengths. Doesn't really show too much of their weaknesses, and like they're both baby faces, so they don't really start. They don't do too much dirty stuff. They have some ref bumps, but they're just there for like drama, I think. Of course, they're, they're, they're baby faces and they're big powerhouses. So for the time, of course, they're doing their, the test of strengths, you know. Uh, of course, Warrior gets the nod here. Warrior gets the title. But the very next year is another one of my favorite Warrior matches, and that's against Savage. I want to mention Savage. before we move on from six, Ultimate Warrior winning that match. At the end of the match, he is a part of history for another reason. Because it's the first time in WrestleMania history they used Pyro. At the end? At the end. Correct. And it was first time for Warrior, which is awesome. So he got... WrestleMania 7 was the retirement match against Savage. And much like I said earlier about Shawn Michaels having a match with a broomstick and could make it look good, so could Savage. And Savage brought the best out of Warrior. That match is amazing. And that match was, you know, key to turning Savage face again and, and giving him a little bit of a rest. And, uh, you know, Warrior ended up holding Vince up right after that at SummerSlam, and he got fired. Then, he, then they brought him back in at WrestleMania 8. He had a moment there. 
he was fired in the fall for being involved, like testing positive for steroids, maybe. Um, then he came back in 96 and had a short cup of coffee there. Was fired again. 96. Then, was that uh, when he ended up at WrestleMania 12 facing a young Hunter mm-hmm. Hearst Helmsley? Yep, and squashed him. Squashed no the pedigree. fuck out of him. <laughs> yep. And he was supposed to be teaming up. Supposed to be Shawn Michaels versus... No, Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson and the Warrior... Uh, like against like another team of three dudes. I can't remember who. I can't remember who the three dudes were. It was Vader, uh, somebody else, somebody else. But Warrior ended up getting fired for no showing some events. Warrior said uh, his dad was sick; he was dying. And Vince is like, "You didn't care about him anyway." <laughs> Something oh like that. shit! Uh, yeah. So I mean, it, like there was some dealing there. And I remember they brought in uh, they they brought in Sid. I guess originally they, were, they, they asked uh, it's Brett to come back, but Brett Brett refused at the time, so they brought in Sid. But yeah, Warrior would not come back to the WWF after that until his Hall of Fame induction. He would go to WCW. Yep. Where he would, I remember that night. Me too. I, I remember that night very clearly because, you know, the conjecture was who is here to show down with Hogan, and I said, oh, I'll get crazy if it was the Warrior. And it fucking was. And I was going ballistic as a kid. Have I ever told that story on air? I don't know if you ever told that story because I remember you saying, telling it to me a long time ago. Okay, because the night that Warrior debuted in WCW, and I believe he showed up in the mirror first. No. He didn't show up in the mirror first? No. Was that after? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Once he started playing mind games, because he just bust out, right? Oh, well, like, it, it was like interruption. It was like interruption of Hogan. And they had, like, the, the big fog and everything, and they had, like, the new music. And he comes out, and Hogan's, like, jaw drops. You know, like, what the hell? What the hell is this, man? Warrior is coming down to the ring. I didn't see uh, that live. I was in trouble from wrestling at that time. I was not allowed to watch that smut as it was called in my house. And I just snuck and I would always try to wake up at 3 in the morning because I could end up watching replays of WCW. It's how I saw a lot of my WCW. Also, I read a lot of WCW versus NWO magazine. I had a subscription for the majority of the time, WCW NWO magazine existed. I, I wish I had the magazine, but you couldn't watch it. Well, yeah, I know, right? Well, it was different because it wasn't offensive if I was just reading, right? And it was cool because in those, it would give you, like, whatever month it was, the previous month's pay-per-view, it would have picture clips from, like, what had happened and the read the results to it and whatnot, which was cool. But, it's uh, like, WWF was smart, but WCW wasn't smart. I agree with WCW that wholeheartedly, but wrestling was wrestling. That's how he looked yeah. at it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... I snuck and I, I'm up at like three in the morning watching Raw and I Nitro. or fucking Nitro. God damn it. I just did that. I'm so used to us talking about Raw because Nitro is not a thing anymore. But I'm watching Nitro and I feel like maybe there was a segment before with Harlem Heat or something. But then Warrior returned and I marked out and I got loud and then I got yelled at for 
because I shouldn't have been watching wrestling, but I was fucking jacked. Warrior's like one of my favorites, you know. And um, famously, Warrior has a funny story on the flip side because one time he really hit Andre the Giant. Do you know that story? Because Warrior, he would he would come. He man, he would be so fast, and he would come in like a like a like a you know a fucking brick house, you know. Yeah. And he would just like wall up into him, and then like so. Well, so, yeah, he was doing the house show circuit with Andre, and Andre would you know when he would uh, he would like whip where Warrior would try to whip Andre, and Andre would reverse it, and Warrior would come back and boom, level him. And then he did it the next night, boom, leveled him. And the third night, Andre put his fucking fist up. <laughs> yep. He went face first into the fist and about knocked him out. And then the next night, he was slower. Well, got to learn uh, somehow, right? But I remember you telling me, like, yeah, your dad yelled at you, but then he, like, you, like, like you guys sat in your room and watched part of it? Yeah, it was amazing. Come on, it was Ultimate Warrior's return. Even dad marked down a little bit. Because, I mean... That was one of the guys that got dad into a little bit of wrestling. Um, I also remember my buddy had the Ultimate Warrior, like, wrestle buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it was like a pillow thing. It yeah. was, and it had the he had the yellow icy title on with that pillow yeah. buddy, and I fucking loved it. So back in the day, man, the two dudes that always resonated with me when the little bit of wrestling I watched before I really blew up into wrestling were Jake and Warrior. So anything Jake or Warrior, I was always all about. So Warrior, you know, finally being inducted into the Hall of Fame was amazing. And it's so weird. Since Sarah and I have lived in this house, we've not had any kind of, like, direct dish, Comcast TV, none of that shit. All we do is stream whatever we're going to watch if we have a chance to watch it. So no real live TV for the most part. And I used to use this site. I don't remember what the site was that would live stream certain things. Pay-per-views, not always pay-per-views. Sometimes it was just raw. Sometimes it was football games, whatever, whatever sport, you know, uh, so you could just watch the sport. And uh, I remember for some reason, Monday night after Mania, I was already wanting to watch. And I feel was 2014 the Ziggler cash in the next night. 13. 13. I don't remember 14. What other thing happened because it, nothing else stuck well, with me. Taker lost. Yep. <laughs> this Brian is right won. after 30. Brian won. And yeah. So, like, we were coming off of a really heavy weekend because we had the Jake uh, Scott Warrior induction. Then we had the roller coaster train of emotions that was WrestleMania 30. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I I don't think I've ever been so happy, been crushed, been happy in my life. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh. But like, like, seriously, like, in a way, they killed part of my childhood, but, like, at the same time, like, it was, like, a WrestleMania 30 to me, it, while maybe not on paper being the absolute best WrestleMania of all time, god damn, watching that live, like, I was on pins and needles, because you saw The Undertaker lose, and you're like... If this happened, anything can happen. Oh, my God. Anything. And anything has happened ever since. <clears throat> Somebody stop McMahon. He's a fucking maniac. He's going to kill everybody. Uh, and, and, of course, I mean, uh, coming in after that, of course, Warrior was going to make his first uh, Raw appearance in all those years. He came out even in, and he had, like, his old jacket on. He, or he first came out in just a suit. Then he had the jacket. 
in or whatever, and he put like in the pocket he had like one of those masks they were selling at Mania. Uh, that looked like a warrior face paint. He cut an old school warrior promo, and of course that is very bone chilling. Man, because he hit uh, so close to home and didn't even realize. Maybe he did. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, maybe I've always said. You know, you think about, and this is going to divert a little bit, but like the Rev from Avenged Sevenfold. You know, he wrote the song Fiction was the last thing he wrote, and it's like essentially talking about how he's going to die and how people are going to have to move on without him there. And it's like, what the fuck? And then Warrior, same thing, you know? You know, I'll live in your hearts forever was the last thing he said on TV. Forever, you know? But you could tell, man, when he tried to do the ropes, he was labored. His face was really red. Something was up. Something was up, and no one knew, you know? Well, and he also made peace with so many people. Also true, man. Warrior was no uh, slouch in the terms of calling people out. If you ever watched any of those old YouTube videos, man, he got, he threw some shade, man. And he called people out. And whether or not you agreed or disagreed with them, that's neither here or there. But, uh, you know, he made peace with Vince. He made peace with the whole family. He made peace with with, with Hogan and Jake. Uh, You know, Jake was really nervous about, you know, being in, you know, being there with Warrior because they kind of had a bad rap going back years, you know. Uh, but they they met, they talked, and you know uh, they got to meet each other's family. And you know uh, Jake was like, "Wow, you know," he goes, "Jake almost felt ashamed." He goes, I, "I went in with such a negative connotation." He goes, and he goes, and that's exactly what like I didn't want people thinking that of me. Yeah, but I did that to him, and then he goes. And it, and it was Warrior that went up to Jake and said, you know, and, and Warrior saw people out. You know, they, they were doing like the, I can't remember, there's this thing with, 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 you know, like Hogan with Warrior was driving like a golf cart and, and like the Superdome and they kind of locked eyes, like Hogan waved or something and Warrior had the dude stop and they, and they stopped and they talked and they both apologized for all the stupid shit. That's and, on that Warrior Blu-ray that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Hogan was like, he goes, you have no idea how much Weight lifts it off my shoulders for that. He goes, because we, he goes, life's too short for this bullshit, you know? Yeah. He goes, literally, because we had a lot of good years, he goes, and then we had a lot of bad years. But then, you know, there's that whole eerie thing that Hogan got to make peace with Savage. Yeah. <laughs> right before. And then there he's going, oh my God. So it's like, right after he made peace with Savage, and he's like, man, we need to hang out, man. We need to reconnect, you know, like, does he times. need to make peace with Bubba the Love Sponge? <laughs> is that awful of me am i the absolute worst oh man uh yeah so we need to replace warrior man though warrior uh you know a couple of my favorite matches like i said six WrestleMania six and seven worst match of all time the rematch with Hogan, halloween havoc absolutely terrible do you remember that match that he did with uh against orlando jordan yes that was like 2012 and I was or before that. It was like, maybe you know, it's like twenty eight or two thousand eight. I remember like uh, living in the apartments when that was happening. Was and like, it was like in Australia, right? Uh, it was Europe somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I do remember. So, all right. Uh, I believe he was my pick. I think so. He was my pick. So, Ultimate Warrior. Gone from the list. Damn. Well, while you're debating who you're going to put on the list, Brando, some late breaking, not really news, but um, 
Money in the Bank pre-sale tickets just went on sale. I got the code, money. The code for Money in the Bank is money. Uh, Money in the Bank comes to Chicago. See a men's and women's Money in the Bank ladder match with participants from both Raw and SmackDown Live for the first time ever. And they've got many names listed. Interesting to note, at the top, the two names next to each other are Roman and Randy. And the bottom is AJ and Braun. We also have a superstar shakeup to consider. Ooh, yeah, that's coming. Right after WrestleMania. Mm. Which means we're going to have to do an imaginary draft again and determine who we think they should bring on what shows. Yeah. Fudge. I yeah. My guy. Who's your I guy, my, my guy. bro? My guy. Uh, at one point, I don't know if he is still. Okay. Um, that That's a Wikipedia search away, but I'm not going to do it. Sure. Was the longest reigning X Division champion in TNA wrestling history. Petey Williams? The Fallen Angel. Christopher, Christopher Daniels. Daniels. Of course we need to talk about Christopher Daniels. Man, that's great. I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. A guy who pervaded WWE. He worked there shortly, right? Uh, I think he had a tryout. Tryout also, match when or two? I tra- when I was trying to type, my thumb accidentally hit the, uh, the mouse and it changed a, cr- a cursor, so I was typing Christopher Daniels. When I got to Dan and I finished it, it went up to Stratus. So, like, stress is Stratus Eels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hell yeah, bro. Um, I'm looking forward to the next couple months of wrestling. Of course, this weekend is Fast Lane. Uh, did we talk about the other two matches? We talked about Ruby. We talked about the tag match. Did we talk... I guess we haven't really talked about all the people in the six-man. Uh, AJ's defended the title against Dolph Ziggler, uh, Baron Corbin. KO. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. John Cena. And, and John Cena. So uh, I guess we didn't really go through like our people who, uh, who we thought we were going to win. Uh, I think we did for the other ones, maybe last time. Yeah. Did we, did we not? I think we did, yeah. And even still, but, I think that nothing really changes. AJ wins. Yeah. He has to win. Uh, I think the New Day wins. Uh, That's quite a possibility. uh, Are they? Wait a minute. Is that New Day tag match with the Usos at Mania, or is it at Fastlane? It's a Fastlane. Okay. And then you've got the women's match. I think Charlotte would win. It would be interesting if Ruby won. She's pretty hot right now. She's on fire as far as the crowd getting behind her, and they're really telling a pretty cool story. So maybe they swerve us here and give her the belt. But then you well, have to have her get fed to Asuka. Well, it, it all depends because what what exactly are they doing with Asuka? Have they even said who she's facing? Mm-mm. Well, I mean, I guess they said that she was facing Alexa Bliss or they're under the assumption she will face Alexa Bliss. However, uh, interesting to note that Nia Jax kind of maybe turned babyface on Raw. She cut a crying promo and the crowd was behind her and chanting her even though she lost her match to Asuka because she made it look good. Uh mm. Maybe she's babyface, goes up against Alexa Bliss. That makes more sense. Maybe Asuka mm-hmm. doesn't see Alexa as really somebody who's a formidable opponent. Wanted to see if if uh, Ruby or Charlotte could maintain. When Charlotte maintains, she says, okay, I want a real challenge. I want to go challenge for the SmackDown belt and take it from Charlotte. Because she shows up. Oh. The next night after Fastlane? 
uh, or the raw, well, the Monday after or the Tuesday after either, Fastlane, either, either the Tuesday or at Fastlane. Oh, that would be the shit. After and, after Charlotte retains, then Oscar comes out and is like, "What? Shit! That would be the shit. <laughs> I'd be all about that." Uh, I don't know if there's gonna be a U.S. title match at the event. Who's U.S. champ right now? Even Bobby. Oh, Bobby is champ. Who's he gonna face? Anybody? Uh, well, T- he's facing Randy at Fastlane. So, but we don't. Man, Mania's card's gonna be uh, stacked. So I don't know what they're doing. I know they're trying to do some multi-man matches to get more people on the sh- like on the show. You know what match but, I think would kill if they gave it to uh, Bobby. Bobby versus Rusev. Oh, dude, yeah, hell yeah. They I would mean, tear the house awesome. down. The story tells itself. But then you also have uh, going in, if, if they're going with AJ and Shinsuke, you also have Kevin, Sammy, Baron, and and Ziggler, and Orton, all without matches. Oh, man, that's a big, long-ass list of people without matches. I know. So it's like, what do you do? I mean, you could... You can literally do any one of them or multiple of them, just like the IC belt. So it's a uh, or well, you also got to think too. They got the battle memorial. They'll do Andre the Giant battle. Yeah, Royal. you know, then they might put guys some of them in there. put in there. And you would have more people who are like doing anything, but aren't just jobbers. So yeah, I don't know, man. So. WrestleMania season shaking up, and we're not sure what's going to happen. Of course, WWE is always keeping us on our toes. I heard Austin Aries challenged uh, Johnny Impact for the uh, title also. Well, um, er, Austin Aries is the champion. Er, oh, sorry. Oops. And Austin that. is slated in October, October, April, to be defending against Alberto. Interesting. Yep. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see how that shakes out, folks. As always, I think that's it, Brando, right? Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here, folks. As always, you can check us out on all of the different social medias, whether it's on Facebook at Journey Into Wrestling or at JIW1JIC on Twitter. Uh, we do not have an Instagram. I don't know why. Maybe that'll be a thing. Who knows? Uh, always get us on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Alternately, you can go to the, all the different fabulous podcasting apps, whether it's iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Music. We're now on Spotify. Uh, you know, just search Journey Into Comics Network. You can find us there. Subscribe. We really appreciate it. Also, go to our Patreon, Journey Into Comics. Or go to little, little, little. It's not Journey Into Comics. You go to patreon.com backslash Journey Into Comics, and you will get... A dollar access gives you early access to all the shows on the network. That's all 10 shows. And three bucks gives you not only early access, but exclusive content. Road to Infinity War. We've got some upcoming shows that are about to be announced pretty soon here. The first one, which may record uh, as early uh, on my end, as early as next week. Wow. That's amazing. I already heard the intro and I love it. Uh, I'm glad you do, man. I, I put a lot of work into that. I can tell. It sounds fucking dope. And the only one person I showed it to who's also a member of the network also enjoyed it also as well. Awesome. The only thing that I might change is my voice because I don't like the way I sound. But literally, that was just me sitting here with a microphone. Just riffing saying, Well, yeah, just riffing it, but also saying one phrase 17 times because of how much it popped. So, Damn. Yep, it sucked. But that is what it is, guys. Thank you for checking out this episode on this week. 
of Journey into Wrestling. Uh, until next time, I've been Brando. I've been Nate. And we'll see you in about, uh, not next week, but the week after that one. We'll see you then, guys. Enjoy standing your dandy. <laughs>